Welcome, Sandra Hüller, uh, the lead of the Palme d'Or winning Anatomy of a Fall, a mystery thriller court drama that dissects a relationship after Sandra's husband falls to his death. Was it suicide or was it murder? Now, you started acting uh, in theater, and this is your second time working with Justine Tritt. Uh, can you tell us about the experience that it was the second time around? Um, anything different? Oh, that's a difficult question. I think that Justine likes to say that she has changed something in her directing work mm. from Sibyl to our film, our second film, uh, that she has learned to let go a little bit more, that she's not controlling as much as in Sibyl. And when you see her first films, like for example, La Bataille de Solferino, you see that it, there is a development from a very chaotic form of filming, because she comes from documentary filming, towards a very almost perfectionist way of shooting, very beautiful, still very intelligent and complex films. But I think she was very interested for some time in a sort of not only in, um, in what's going on inside of the people, but also she was interested in a certain surface or she wanted maybe explore how far she can go with this sort of perfectionism. And when we met again, I feel like she had decided that she would like to go back to where she started a little bit um, and be more aware of the process of shooting itself and to be more interested in the things that don't work or that surprise her or that she can't control. There's a really big scene in the film that took two days to shoot, right? You, you split it up, kind of the more subdued part where San, Sandra is more in control until she it gets a bit more heated later on. How much of that was uh, just from page to screen or how much was it kind of found through uh, rehearsing um, that it kind of found that big fighting scene? Well, the central argument was so well written that there was not so much to add. We just had to find our way through it. And we were uh, on the same page from the beginning about the fantasy that the climax would be very late, uh, which is also written like that in the script, because in the last passages, everything is written in capital letters so the, and with a lot of exclamation marks so that you know that people are really angry and really loud. We wanted to show people, or at least one person who wants to avoid a fight, and the other person who wants to fight, which is kind of the ex Experience that I share too. I rarely see people coming together when they decide they want to fight because then it would be over very soon. So that was kind of the work that we did to find out how long this sort of pressure or this sort of tension would last until it explodes and to find the spacing in the room, how far away from each other would they have to be, uh, how close can they get, where are the moments where they are sort of intimate and very soft with each other, uh, which is also in the script, but still you have to find it with your body too. Yeah, so yeah, it was a very, um, very interesting and beautiful uh, way of working. It's rare that we get to see these complex entanglements and relationships unfold in, in fighting for where it isn't just uh, an explosive moment. It reminded me a bit of uh, Before Midnight, if you're familiar with that. Uh, I really appreciated how uh, the ambiguity really stayed through for, for Sandra the whole way through. And I believe you didn't also didn't know what, what she actually did, right? You weren't told 
if she did it, if she didn't do it? No, I think we agreed from the beginning that she didn't do it, and mm. otherwise the, the script wouldn't make sense. I mean, right. it's a very feminist film in a way, mm. and what was important to me was uh, uh, not the question if she did it or not, but was like the projection that she gets from the audience and mm. from the people in court and from her family and. Uh, yeah, from the spectators. Um, what, how do we treat people in her position? How do we treat women who are not like especially kind or anything to to everybody they meet, uh, or who don't make it easy for everybody? Shortly before we started shooting, uh, the question came up for me because I felt like maybe I'm wrong and maybe we, uh, it was a mistake that we didn't discuss it. And so I asked Justine, and she didn't answer the question. So I still don't know what really happened. I believe that she's not a murderer, but I don't know if it is a suicide or a an accident. And there's also a plethora of, of languages that she has to weave in and out of. There's the additional uh, hurdle of having a, a sight-impaired uh, son who also is probably struggling um, with nonverbal uh, communication. So all of that... I felt like was also a tone, like how do we communicate and how we are perceived? Was that something that was a part of um, the dialogue between you and Justine as well? Not really part of the dialogue. It's really in the script. It was yeah. really obvious to me that this is part of the, if we want to call it a problem, or of the discussion uh, about this character and about the film. Who do we trust and why? Just because we understand them. Um, and here we see somebody who just speaks another language. Uh, we have a lot of... Uh, places in, in our society where uh, people appear to be much stranger uh, to, to, to others than, than Sandra does, and they, their paths are much harder than uh, Sandra's. So I was thinking about, um, yeah, about people in our society that are not believed because of their language or color of skin or anything. So mm -hmm. it is kind of a political issue that we are talking about here. Now on a completely different spectrum, being a kind of an expert of the anatomy of a fall. Do you have a favorite stunt in, in a movie? A favorite stunt? A favorite stunt, yeah. For in, in movies in general? In movies in general, yeah. Is something <clears throat> comes to mind? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's a random question, totally. Uh, no, 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 no problem. I mean, you, there could be something, you never know, but oh no, I don't know. Nothing comes to my mind. I'm not, I'm not especially interested in action films, so I really don't fair. know so much about it. Courtroom films, is there anything that um, you drew, uh, that, that you uh, enjoy? Uh, there was kind of a, a wave of that in the 90s. I remember mm. the whole JFK thing and that stuff that I definitely saw. Uh, but I couldn't say that I'm a fan or something of this sort of genre. I recently saw Saint-Omer, which mm. I found very interesting just after we finished and um, Justine told me that we were that she, uh, she was in editing uh, the director of Saint-Omer was editing the film while we were shooting because she wanted her to play a role in it she oh, right. likes to work with people who also direct or make music or don't have anything to do with acting do you have any favorite films overall uh, that you'd say is like in the canon of something you go back to yeah but I'm really not prepared to share them yeah, it, just, it always changes as well, right? Depending on the mood. Yeah, it changes. But there are some, like, for example, what I always come back to is adaptation. Is it Spike? Is it? Um, I don't know. 
But adaptation is something yeah. that I, I could watch forever. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one. But yeah, I think that's all the time we got. Thank you so much. But we have to find out about a director, and this is really I think embarrassing. It's Charlie Kaufman. It's or, Charlie Kaufman, but he wrote Spike. it. I think it's they always collaborate, right? It's always yeah. a bit of a with Spike Jones together. Yeah. So I'm not entirely sure, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Danke.